Are you passionate about barbecue? Do you love the sights, the smells, the sounds, the heat? Well, if you said yes, you came to the right place. Join me on my competitive barbecue journey as I share tips, tricks, timelines, and techniques to help you reach your barbecue dreams. My name is Kurt Mueller. I'm the pitmaster of Atomic City Smokers, and it's no secret I am an absolute barbecue fanatic. I enjoy helping others and have had so many wonderful people help me on my barbecue journey. I decided I would create this podcast to help others compete on the pro circuit or become the king of their backyard barbecue. This is Barbecue for Newbies. All right, welcome into the show today. We're joined by the pitmaster of Q into 662, Mr. Dustin Davis. He comes to us out of Coldwater, Mississippi. Take some time, connect with him, see what he is cooking up. You can find him on Facebook and Instagram at QNDA662. Dustin, thanks for joining us, sir. How you doing? Great, Kurt, man. I'm glad to uh, get to be a part of this. I know we've been planning this for a while, and I appreciate you having me, man. Absolutely. I love it. I love all things barbecue. And for our listeners, you know, Dustin was another one of our really friendly neighbors down at the <laughs> pig jig in Vienna, Georgia. Uh, we were blessed and to have some really cool neighbors around us. We had, we had Dustin, we had um, uh, hog addiction. We had the folks from uh, boom, boom, Q, Mike on them. boom, boom, yeah. Q. That's right. That's right. So it, it was a, it was a really good contest and just really kind of brings back what we talk about here a lot on the show. And that is the, the special uh, barbecue family that exists out there. So that was pretty neat. It was, and that that's one thing I tell everybody. When you get into the barbecue, you're you're going to make relationships and friendships that you. It's basically a second family, you know. I mean, it really is, and it's some of the family that you probably wish could replace some of your actual family. As much fun as you have with them and appreciate them, so we've always enjoyed getting to go out of town because when we do the local events, you know, we're with each other all the time and we get to build those long-term relationships with us. But when we do get to go to Georgia or, you know, uh, like we were finished the year up in Biloxi and we get to meet new people like y'all. I mean, it just, it ties those connections in and makes that web bigger, you know, of people and, you know, resources to know and, and new techniques to learn. You know, I mean, that's what this is about. That's exactly right. And we had our little little corner over there. We had we were representing deep south smokers pretty well, I think. Uh, we had, we <laughs> so yeah, so that was yeah. that was pretty neat. But um, you know we might have to see if we can't get them involved with a little sponsorship or something next year on the corner over there, put deep south corner or something like that. that that's exactly right. Well, I, I yeah. think I think that's absolutely a possibility. So but one thing we chat a lot about on the show is journey. I'm I'm really interested in the barbecue journey and how people got to where they are today. So curious from your standpoint, Dustin, how did all this come to be? What was this journey like for you into this crazy world of, of competition barbecue? Well, you know, I mean, with me, it stems back to when I was a kid. I mean, you know, my dad was a barbecue and I mean, they used to get together and, and I mean, they done it, you know, old school way. I mean, they'd dig a hole in the ground, cook a pig in the ground or, you know, put up some concrete blocks and, you know, cook toe hogs like that or, right. you know, make the old propane smokers. So, I mean, my, my barbecue goes back from a little kid. I've always enjoyed cooking because it, it does it. 
whether it's life, death, whatever, food has always brought people together. You know, I mean, that's the thing about the South. It's, you know, somebody dies, the first thing everybody does is start cooking for them. You know, take a dish over there, take them food. So, you know, and that's my enjoyment. We, my wife and I, we love entertaining. We love having cookouts and just um, having people over. And that's where that stemmed from. Um, I, I used to cook a little bit on competitions of KCBS stuff back in the day, then was uh, on the board of a, uh, barbecue festival over in Tupelo, Mississippi. Uh, that was a pretty good size sanctioned KCBS event. And then life happened and just kind of got out of it, you know, and just kind of put that to the side. Uh, last year, uh, my company, we decided to, uh, they asked me to cook for Memphis in May. And man, I forgot how much I enjoyed it. You know, we, uh, we cooked last year at Memphis in May placed 22nd out of 104 teams in ribs. And um, I was like, man, I, I enjoy this. And I said, I'm, I'm going back full board. You know, and that's what I've done this year is really got back into it this year. This is my first year competing in probably uh, six, seven years, eight years. Yeah. I love it. You know, Memphis in May too, for our listeners is considered, I would, I would say, by many as the Super Bowl, if you will, of, of barbecue. It is the who's who of the barbecue world that descend on Memphis in, in May, yeah. <laughs> as, the name, yeah. as the name implies. And it is, it is a pretty cool event just to see all the teams out there and to even get, you know, in the top 25 in a field like that, I think is, is very, very, very respectable. And, you know, something to, something to absolutely be, be proud of. And for our, for our listeners too, you know, we, we, we have a lot of folks on the show that do KCBS, that do GBA, that do FBA. You know, we've recently started to, to have some folks on the show that are doing more MBN, Memphis Barbecue Network. And, and again, for our, for our listeners, Memphis Barbecue Network is, is, is a little bit unique. It's a little bit different than those other sanctioning bodies. Biggest difference is that you'll see is the whole hog category, right? Mm-hmm. There's not... To my knowledge, there's not any other sanctioning bodies that that are doing that as part of their competitions. And I think, you know, with Whole Hog, it, it's really one of those things that a lot of people consider as the the pinnacle, if you will, of of barbecue. I mean, it really is kind of the the one of the toughest things to do, I think, in barbecue. And and I'm curious just to hear your thoughts on this, Dustin. You know, what what do you like? Why do you like cooking Whole Hog? Because it's hard, right? Well, it. It's hard and it's easy. It's like anything else. Once you get your system down, you know, you, you get what works for you. And and it's even whether it's ribs because MBM, we're all about the pork. You know, I mean, that that is our judging categories. It's nothing but pork. Um, now, of course, we do ancillaries, and that's where all the other proteins will come in. But with whole hog, it's one of those that, to me, there, there's nothing more beautiful than you see the hog laid out spatchcocked or you cook it running style, you know, and you just see that full entire piece of meat up there. And it, it's really a testament to uh, a true pit master because, you know, you, you can have your hams running hot and then your loin hadn't come up, but you're in fear of burning your hams. So you might have to go ice them down. Or your shoulders might be outrunning your loins, and you got to know how to redirect the heat to where you don't end up with beef jerky for loins or you know <laughs> things like that. You know, 
and, and I think that's where it comes in. We this year we stuck to shoulders and ribs, you know, because I'm I'm a one man show, you know. Right. Um, so it's just me out there. But my plan is is get back into it this year, get back in the swing of things, kind of get my procedure down on my ribs and butts to where I can just kind of okay, I'm good on them. Probably in about two years, we're going to get back into the whole hog and and start competing in all three categories. That way we can really go after the grand champion and, you know, more events and everything. But to me, honestly, ribs is more challenging than a whole hog. You know, it it really is. Uh, Because ribs, a whole hog, you've got, that's it. It's the whole hog. You know, Mm -hmm. ribs, you can do so many different ways. You can do dry. I mean, you've got people that do them hot and fast. You've got them do low and slow. You've got the ones that do the three, two, one wrap. I mean, you know, you got some that don't even wrap. Everything's challenging to everybody in a different way to me. Sure. That's right. And I think, too, with with, with ribs, they're a little bit less forgiving than with the whole hog. You know, with the whole hog, you've got you got a little bit more room for error than you do with, with the ribs. And, in fact, you know, going back to – how you and I connected, you know, the, the winner of the, of the pig jig won it with, mm-hmm. with ribs, you know? Yep. So that just yep. goes to show you that, that, you know, you, you can, if you focus on, you know, one or two turn-ins, you can absolutely win. And correct me if I'm wrong, but with MBN, you're actually able to, uh, as, as long as you compete in one category, uh, you can, you can win the grant. Isn't that correct? Yeah, so the grand is done off the high, if, if I'm correct, the highest cumulative score, you know, perfect score. You know, so whoever gets that, like when, when we do the finals, mm-hmm. you know, because every, yeah. you know, everybody gets the finals for the first, second, and third. So whoever gets that highest score out of that becomes the grand champion. So That's like right. with, you know, uh, Dustin and Amber over at Blue Collar uh, Barbecue, mm-hmm. and I mean, they absolutely killed it this year. So they're they're actually rib team of the year uh, mm-hmm. for MBN, which we'll have our, uh, we call it the cue ball uh, <laughs> coming up uh, first yeah. of the year. And that's where we do awards out for the top 20 teams in each category. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they had a perfect 600 down there and, wow. and you know, uh, so I mean, for that to be in ribs, I have um, I've had one perfect score one time, you know, on on ribs, and I got a full three sixty um, and Bartlett this year and on ribs and everything else. And and here's how crazy, just so listeners can understand the how tight of a race this is on that uh, competition there, Bartlett. I got a three sixty, which got me first place perfect score. Second place was 359.7. Wow. So first and second place was literally three-tenths of a point difference. Yep. You know, so that – and I think that's what I like about the NBN score is, I mean, it, it is. It's tight. I mean, it, it, the way those judges have to give their 10s out and their 9s and 9.5s, you, you've got to bring your A game. You really do. That's exactly right. And another – here's another cool thing that I think is really unique about NBN is – for the finals, if you, if you make the finals during the blind turn-in phase, the judges are going to actually come to your cook site, and you're gonna and you're gonna have to present to them, you know, whatever whatever category you made the finals, and you're gonna have to present to them, and you're gonna have to educate them on how you cooked it, you know, mm-hmm. why you did what you did, what your how you seasoned it, what kind of hog it is, 
And so it really is, you know, if you're not, it's not your typical, you know, just turn in a box and then go to awards. I mean, you, you have to be, you got to sell yourself, you got to sell your cooking process and, and it's, and it's done, you know, right in person. So I think that's a really cool, and it was neat because, you know, we had on our side of that, of the, uh, the pig jig right down from us, we had uh, uh, Hank, uh, Hank's barbecue made finals and whole hog. And so to see, you know, to see the crowd gathering around there with the judges and the golf carts. And that was pretty cool just to see everybody looking on. And, you know, you talk about working under pressure. I mean, I don't, I don't know, you know, what other, I don't know what other kind of situation there would be uh, in the barbecue world where you have that much pressure. So I think that's a really cool component. Uh, well, and that, and that, that's, I think that's kind of what sets us apart from all of the other sanctions is, we take it that one step further, you know, because mm. if you make finals, you're guaranteed first, second, or third. So, right. I mean, you know, I could go out there and just throw a rack of ribs down and be like, here you go, guys, I got third place and walk away. But, you know, that's like Michael. Um, and I don't know if you got with us on the – with the Paps Beer thing. I think y'all had done left, but uh, Boom Boom Q&M, we, we do a, a draw card after every competition. They'll have a – a case of Pabst beer out there and everybody puts in a dollar and, you know, we pop the top and, you know, they've got the playing card numbers underneath the lid. So highest lid wins the pot, you know, but it's, that's kind of our little tradition there. And it's like we were talking about, you know, within that hour, because, you know, whole hog turn in is nine 45, pulled pork is 10 45 and ribs are 11 45. And they do their best to try to let you know within an hour you know, of if you made finals or not. And that hour, we're just pacing. You know, I mean, we're just sitting there like, man, I make finals. And when you hear that first, you hear that first screaming, yelling, clapping, it's like, all right. And then you'll see them drive by and it's like, and you get all pissed off and you see your neighbor right next to you. And, and, you know, and it's like, okay, man, I need a few minutes to myself. Let me get up in my fields for a minute. And then we go over there and say, hey, what do you need? You know, what do you need from me? You know, and, and, and that's what that's what it's about, because, you know, when we do that, I mean, man, we clean everything. We put the tablecloths out. You know, we we put bottles of water out for the judges. We wet little napkins, put in Ziploc bags, they clean their fingers every bit. I mean, I put some of my rubs out so they can taste my rub. I put some of my sauce out so then, and I give them the whole story. You know, why am I using this smoker? Why do I like using that smoker? Why do I use this particular charcoal? Why do I use this wood? You know, what meat am I using? What's my process? So it's a lot better understanding of, okay, well, he didn't just come out here and blindly win this. You know, this man knows what he's doing. And that's that showmanship. I think that's the biggest thing you're getting graded on is that showmanship thing. That's right. You know, that showmanship and that knowledge. You're exactly right. And that showmanship, I think, is really, really important, obviously, for the finals and for the judges. I also think it's important when we talk about the public, right? Down in Vienna, uh, there was a good amount of folks walking around and the weather was great. So we were out there doing our pretty much everything just outside under the cover of a tent. And it was nice to be able to interact with them and answer questions. and, and, And I think that, to me, was another big difference that I noticed uh, with the various sanctioning bodies that we compete in, uh, because I'm real big on making sure that we appeal or we bring, we as a team bring value 
uh, to the public, bring value to the organizers of these events. Because as you well know, the sport of competitive barbecue over the last few years, maybe even longer than that, has has been declining, unfortunately. Yep. You know, it has. And and I think one of the things that I've that I've been very passionate about is is making sure that we as teams are are being great stewards of the sport and taking time to to interact with the public and answer questions. You know, I, and I'm a straight shooter. If somebody asks me a question, I don't know the answer. I just tell them I don't know. We had here's a great example. We had uh, uh, Marcio with with Hog Addiction Marcio. come over and, and give us give us some tips. And then we had about an hour or two later, we had just some just some random people, just general public come by and they said, well, hey, why are you doing that? And I said, I don't know. He told me to do it. <laughs> and you know what? He's a 2019 whole hog Memphis yeah. made champion. So I'm not going to ask any questions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. do it. <laughs> you know, yeah. and you're right. I mean, it's just that you, you have to go into it humble and be willing to accept constructive criticism. You know, and not think that, oh, well, you know, I'm I'm the best cook there is in the cul-de-sac. Well, that's fine. That's in the cul-de-sac. Right. But you've got people out here that literally spend thousands of dollars a weekend to do this. You know, um, I mean, even myself, just with ribs and shoulders, I mean, I'm going to spend $500 a weekend. You know, right. meats. You know, you add whole hog and that you're a grand. You At know, least. And because I can tell you exactly, we could sit here and do our ribs exactly the same, same sauce, same rub, same everything. Yours are going to come out different than mine. It does not matter. It's going to. And I try things all the time. I want to hear, let me hear how you do it, man. You know, I'm, I want to, I'm a sponge. I want to absorb as much of that as I can. I wish we did have, um, more people and COVID really hurt barbecue. Mm-hmm. I mean that, you know, the year we lost on that, that really hurt, but you know, we're uh, hopefully we're coming back. I really hope it does. So I'm curious to hear your take on this and I, there's no perfect answer. Nobody has all the right answers, of course. But one thing that I've put a lot of thought into is how, how do we as teams, regardless of the, of the sanctioning body, whether it's MBN, KCBS, GBA, FBA, doesn't matter. What can we do as teams to, A, involve the public more and, and still compete? Now, I understand that there's certain times when you don't want to be talking to the public. I get that. Yeah. But that's part that's part one of my question. And part two would be, how do we as teams stay relevant, right, to these event promoters, these event organizers, other than just saying, well, we're just going to cook in our trailer and we just want to set up and, and cook meat in the parking lot because – Personally, I don't I don't think that's providing a whole lot of value to these event organizers. So really, it's a two part question. Right. So, like I said, one is how do we involve the public more and still stay, you know, at the top of our competition game? And then the second part is how do we how do we bring more value to the table for these organizers so that we so that we can continue this this sport? Right. Well, and, you know, one thing I mean. Just like with anything else, I mean, knowledge is the biggest thing. And I mean, mm-hmm. promotion, and which is so much easier to promote anything now with Facebook and things like that. Um, and that's, you know, even like with judges, that's one of the hardest things to get anymore. And I, and I think that's probably one of the quickest and easiest areas to introduce people to barbecue is get involved in judge classes. You know, whether it be a KCBS, MBN, GBN, whoever, 
I mean, you know, you, you go do a class, you get involved, you start learning how all of this goes behind the scenes, you know, and that lets them get involved and start getting an understanding of that. And then you start getting more people talking about barbecue from a team standpoint. You know, I think a lot of people, they, you know, I think you get what, what we would call the weekend warriors, you know, the guys that go out, just do it every now and then. I think it's gotten to where now a lot of them get intimidated when they pull up because, you know, I mean, like you, you saw my rig. I mean, you see something like that pulling up. It's like, oh crap. You know, look at Marcio's rig. You know, right. um, I, I mean, you know, you, you get some of these guys, but when, when you see a, a 25, 30 foot trailer pulling up with, you know, team name on it and, you know, like Marcio, I mean, he rolls out three old hickory smokers. I mean, you know, I, I only brought my deep South with me that weekend, but you know, I'll switch out from Old Hickory to Deep South to the backwoods. And, you know, you, you start looking at guys that's got ten, fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000 worth of smokers and then a $30,000 trailer. I think they just get intimidated. And I think that's where us as team members, just like with Marcio done with you, of going over just to talk to you. Like, hey, man, how, how are you doing this? And saying, look, man, I, here's what we do. I ain't trying to tell you how to do it, but this is how we do suggest this and, and breaking that, I guess you could say tension, you know, and welcoming someone in and bringing them in a part of the group, you know, bringing them in that circle and being like, look, man, you can come out here with a Weber kettle and compete just as good as we do. We just do this because we don't want to be uncomfortable out here. You know, I want air conditioning in my trailer. I want heat. I want somewhere to be able to lay down and take a nap. You know, and I think that's one of the biggest things is that and, you know, buddy of mine up here at Memphis Barbecue, like we were talking about of uh, trying to get some teams together and, you know, like doing just some local classes, you know, like guys coming out like, hey, here's here's how the big boys cook. You know, here's how the professionals cook. It's not that hard, guys. You know, I I mean, you can come out here and do it as well. So I, I think I think it's just knowledge. And building those relationships, uh, that's the biggest thing that we can bridge that. And then, you know, as far as bringing the numbers up, I think it's a lot of educating the young, getting them involved in this. You know, that that's what's going to replace because, I mean, a lot of the old timers are getting out of it. And we need the younger ones coming up to start learning this stuff. That's exactly right. I'd love to see the MBN. GBA, even the FBA, I'd love to see those those sanctioning bodies start offering some kids' queue competitions as well. I'm biased. I have two young boys. They they love yeah. that stuff. I mean, yeah. they they when they get their name called to go on stage, it doesn't matter if it's ninth place or or, or first place. They it's, they absolutely love it. Yeah, and and that's where me and my son we're going to Arkansas next weekend to do a, a state competition. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the SCA is really good about having the kids, you know, whether it's the pork chop or, you know, and I think the cook, I think it's 15, 15 and older or 15. You got to be younger than 15 to still compete in the kids. But I think over 13, they can compete in the adults. I think it is. But, you know, me and him's going to go next weekend and do, you know, state competition. Um, but that's one thing SCA is big on is trying to bring the kids in. And I think they've already honed in 
on that, that that's their future. You know, those are going to be the ones that's going to keep these events going. You know, that's exactly right. Um, and one of the one of the things I do like about like with the NBN, and this is to circle back up on that other question, uh, like for the promoters, NBN gets associated with like a lot of festivals. You've got the uh, Water Valley Festival every year, and it's a whole arts and craft festival in the middle of town. Mm-hmm. Like the one we done in Bolivar, you know, like you go to Bolivar, they've got twenty five thousand dollars in prizes there. You know, they done they done a chicken challenge this year. First place walked away with almost twelve hundred dollars for the chicken challenge. You know, wow. I mean, and that's an ancillary. So that's one of the things they are providing to us going to these sponsors to get. And then that's where us as teams, you know, we've got to start bringing new people in to help them because that helps their town. You know, we come in there. We're going out to dinner. We're buying gas when we get there. We're buying ice, buying drinks, buying groceries, hotels, things like that. And um, that's boosting that area's economy. And that's supplementing that big purse they're giving. And and that's a, it's one hand washes the other. That's right. You know, when it comes to that. That's exactly right. It's a two-way street and you have yep. to you have to be again going back to providing that value. You you, you have you have to bring something to the table because those those organizers, those promoters, they're spending money for us to be there. Yep. You know, they've got to water, power, you name it, they've got to they've got to provide all that. And so I think you hit the nail right on the head there. And that is it, it is that two-way street, and you want to be able to to at least help you want you want to help them and help the town like you talked oh, yeah. about. Yeah. And, and, and it is, and, and that's the thing, you know, we, we have a lot of great promoters with MBN that works with these festivals and lines things up, you know, like we do the, um, it's called the Delta Challenge, you know, the, it's a four-part competition, it's uh, Q on the Yazoo, Oktoberfest, Ruleville, and uh, uh, Pig Picking. Mm-hmm. Well, out of that, you know, um, the winner, they take the cumulative score, and whoever has the highest score this year won $10,000. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, Team Rolling Bones, you know, husband and wife out of uh, Rosedale, Mississippi. Awesome people. I had the pleasure of getting to know them this year and was very thankful. Got to meet them. But, I mean, and they won it off ribs. Yep. You know, so, I mean, they're 10 grand richer just because of cooking ribs and doing well in it. So, it's things like that. The These promoters, I mean – if anybody has ever been behind the scenes of planning one of these barbecue events, they would understand, you know, they start six months before that event. Right. Of getting sponsors, getting the local businesses, getting everything, starting to plan, shutting the streets down, getting everything out there that's needed to make this thing happen. And when it's not successful, they don't do it next year. And then we don't have things to do. Well, then we don't have things to bring new teams in. So sometimes it seems like it's a hard battle, but I I think it's going to get better. I really do. Well, I love what you said earlier about the fact that, you know, yes, you can go out and you can and you can get a 40 and 45 foot RV and you can spend, you know, 20, 30,000 dollars on smokers. I mean, if you want to go crazy with it, you absolutely can but you don't have to. And I think that's the biggest takeaway that I get from this conversation, especially if I'm a listener and I'm wanting to jump into this, 
you know, I can't emphasize this enough. You don't need to spend a lot of money to do this. You just need to get in the game. Just, yep. just, just, just sign up. And I'm, and I'm not saying it's easy. It's a lot of work, uh, especially when you're cooking solo like you are. Um, you know, our we only had two guys on our team, yeah. plus my son, so yeah. two and a half. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. it is a lot of work. But you know, you don't you don't have to have all that stuff. I think the biggest thing for beginners is just sign up for a competition. Yeah. Go around, shake some hands, introduce yourself. And actually, I would even argue that, or I would say that you probably don't even have to go introduce yourself. I bet you that if you show up at a competition, most of the people there are going to know that you're somebody new and you're probably going to have some folks just like happened to us. You're going to have some folks that come over and say, hi, how you doing? You know, maybe you ought to think about doing this, that, and the other. So bottom line, I can't emphasize that enough. Like I said, is just, just sign up for a competition. Just get in there. And, and that, and that's one thing I do, I do love about the MBN and in which of course I'm biased to it, but I will say the MBN is probably one of the most social and welcoming sanctions that you'll ever deal with. Um, I, I've cooked under KCBS, I've cooked in other places and everything. And I mean, and it's, you know, kind of like Michael with Boom Boom Q is, you know, his motto is, if I've got, we've got. Yep. And that's kind of the way we all are with MBN is, I mean, you know, and like you said, you know, there's times you're able to talk to people and then, and it seems like there's a lot of times I'll get tickled as I'll be outside, like trying to change rack ribs out or get them ready to wrap and get them inside or something. And somebody will want to come up like, oh, well, what about that? I was like, I can't talk right now. I'm sorry. You know, and, and I don't have anyone else there to kind of pass them off to to talk to them. So they just think I'm being rude, but I'm not. I'm just trying to get in here. And the barbecue world, if, you know, you pull up out there in a truck and you pop a pop-up tent up and you get your little Weber griddle out or, you know, back whatever you're cooking on, you know, we're going to sit there and, you know, hey, man, what's your name? You forgot this? Hey, here, I got one right over here. You know, whatever. I mean, because we we welcome new people and the thing is the reason we welcome it is we want competition mm-hmm. you know we want something new to bring in to shake it up a little bit you know and even if if guys you know guys ladies whoever if you're interested in getting into this you ain't even got to cook in it just go start hanging out at some of these events and talk to some of the people ask them about that smoke ask them about how does it do how does it run how do you cook on it because when you get to that point and you want to buy a big cooker like that you're going to spend some money and you want to make sure that you know as much do as much research on it as you can and these people will talk to you they'll tell you they'll tell you what porks they're using what rubs they're using whatever because i can promise you there's some little secrets we're not going to tell of little things that we do that gives us that little edge. But for the most part, every one of us is doing the same thing in a way or another. We're all using the same rubs in one way or another. It's just those little tweaks that we've learned over the years that's setting us apart. I mean, I I encourage people just to, you know, find a local barbecue event, go hang out, walk back here to teams. Don't be intimidated. Go back there, say hi. You know, uh, I mean, I guarantee you, you're going to leave there with a plate of food and a beer in your hand at some point. You know, uh, right. if 
If you if you don't, then you need to get a joke book in your back pocket because you just got a non welcoming you know attitude or something. Because I mean, um, I, I've got so many people that calls me, text me that I've met along the way that, hey man, how's it going? Had fun? Are you coming back to this event this year? You know, I'd love to hang out with you again. I mean, just like next year when we come down to Pig Jig, I've you know, I've, you know, I'm going to keep that same spot right there on the corner. So we'll, you know, we'll all get together down there. I kind of know what, because that was my first pig jig competing in it. So next year, hey, we're we're all going to get together and have a little bit more of a block party next year. You know, and I mean, you know, really, really throw it down NBN style. So um, it, it, it's a lot of fun. It is. And I encourage people to get involved, get involved some way, somehow. I love that. That that is a that is a very powerful way to to wind down the show. And I'd reiterate what what Dustin just said, and that is get involved somehow. Go shake some hands, ask some questions, you know, get out of your comfort zone a little bit. And again, for our listeners, take some time, check out Dustin on his Facebook pages. Again, that's Q Q U E N D A. That's letter N D A six six two. He's on Facebook and Instagram out of Coldwater, Mississippi. A wealth of information, as you can tell, very, very easy to talk to and willing to share. And as we wind down the show, one final question for you, Dustin, it really has yeah. to do with, with ribs, right? Because yeah. I know you talked earlier about ribs uh, in your mind are more difficult than whole hog. So what words of advice do you have for the backyard cooker? You know, the guy or the gal that's sitting here going, look, I don't want to really compete, but I want to be able to make the best ribs in my neighborhood. What words of wisdom can you share with the folks that are just trying to up their game in the backyard to make the best ribs on their block? Honestly, keep it simple. You know, I, I posted a, a picture on my Facebook the other night that I was going through all my spices. And I mean, you know, my kitchen island, I, you know, I had like seven or eight tubs of probably two or three hundred different bottles of spices. And that's one of the things, you know, me and a you know, buddy of mine was talking about the other night. It's almost like we think we're going to reinvent the wheel, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just keep, keep it simple. You know, find what works from you and get something that works that you can do and works and do small tweaks. Because, like, I started and th- this is how funny it is. I've done a KCBS contest first of the year and one of the comment cards i got from one of the judges was unknown taste and unknown flavor mm-hmm. you know and which i was in illinois and you know memphis is more of a sweet heat right. kcbs is almost like cotton candy you know they love the <laughs> sweet then i got another comment card of that you know of unknown flavor so I'm like, man, you know, I done cleaned my smoker out. I thought I had a piece of plastic in there or something. And I cooked some ribs at a comp one day. I come home the next day. I got them out. And it was too pungent with smoke. I had too much smoke on them. So I, and that's one thing I battled this year was learning to, you know, back my smoke down and how much smoke to put on it. I got that balanced. And then I just, I tweaked with my flavor profiles. You know, I mean, anything fruity, you know, on on ribs, you, you want fruits, you know, apples, pecans, even in your rubs, you know, and find you a good finishing dust, you know, to where you can pop it on top of them. And that's going to set you apart on that and everything. So, 
the biggest thing is, is find a flavor profile that works for you and just tweak it. That's right. You know, and just tweak, get your friends over, get your buddies over and tell them like, Hey man, I know these are free ribs, but I want some honest feedback. Are they good or not? Cause you know, anybody's going to get a free meal from you. They're going to tell it's good. <laughs> you, know? Right. I mean, you know, I mean, but you know, and I do that all the time. I mean, I get friends over and I'll have six different racks over here and six pans. And I'm like, try real. Tell me what's, you know, write down what you think about this. Cause I, I always want to be better. So, and the second piece of advice I can give is don't think, you know, it all right. Be willing to listen to somebody that even if you don't know, they're the greatest cook in the world. They just come up, listen to what they got to say. That's right. And if it makes a little bit of sense, try it once. If you mess it up, fine. You messed up the rack of ribs, throw them away. Learn a lesson, you know. So, That's right. yeah, you know, I mean, and I try to take that, you know, with life on anything. You know I mean? But no, yeah, I just like I said, you know, people, you, know, you got to get out there and do it. You got to start somewhere. I'm welcome. I welcome anybody to message me, you know, if they have any questions, whatever. I am by no means a world champion, big time champion, whatever, but I am the type that if I don't know, I'll tell you I don't know. And mm-hmm. if you want more, I'll just make something up. So <laughs> that's right. Well, that's a powerful way to wind down the show. And again, Dustin, we appreciate you coming on the show. Appreciate you sharing the insight and the wisdom. And uh, thanks again for your time, sir. Man. I, I appreciate you having me, and uh, hopefully you can break away and come up here. If if we get accepted for Me- Memphis in May this year, uh, maybe you can come up and visit with us, and we'll do a live podcast from there or something together. That'd we'll be fun for Memphis sure. All right, Kurt, I appreciate it much, man. Thank you so much for listening to Barbecue for Newbies. Make sure to share this episode with a buddy who's looking to get into barbecue. Follow us for more on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And last but not least, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Chat with you next time.